Good evening, brothers, sisters, and Christ. Thank you for another episode on the Anchor. Um, also, for those that listen on Spotify, I want to just thank you, Jesus, for those that will be tuning in to hear to hear the word of what the Lord has to say for y'all on this Sunday night. Um, it is ten twenty-five p.m. here in the in Idaho. I just want to let you all for know. Shout out to those that are in Ireland, Kenya. Sri Lanka, Asia, and the Philippines. So I want to let you know that thank you for tuning in to hearing the word. Amen. I just want to let you know that Jesus has a lot in store for you today, just as much as for all of us, you know, we, we to come together. I know due to the COVID-19, still in, in effect, but you know, the thing is they may shut the churches down, the buildings, but they cannot shut down worship. Amen. They cannot shut down the upper room for all those that are in their rooms and their houses. In this time of matter, I just want to thank you, Jesus, um, for another day, man. Let's, let's give God glory and honor and praise for another day to be alive, to be breathing, you know. And let us also break bread with one another, amen. Let us share the gospel uh, to those who are hurting and still af- affected by the COVID-19. Um, you know, it's... It's just crazy how things are spreading still. Things are starting to still show an effect. And people, in this timely manner, people are just thinking all, you know, it's just, it's hard to explain. But what I'm trying to say is people, you know, we need to put our faith in Jesus. We need to continuously to continuously to pray, to, to ask the Lord for help, you know, and continue to put our whole faith and trust in him and him alone. What the Lord really put on my heart tonight um, it was very, very shocking, very, very surprising. And this one is, um, and it starts in the, in the book of Matthew. And I want to preach this message to everybody. I just want to let people know due to this situation. I just want to let you, I just want to show you something that, that Jesus, uh, it takes place on a road to Jerusalem. It's a, it's a journey to Jerusalem and it takes place on this very road. And it's about, and before we can, uh, before before we can get into the teaching, I just want to go ahead and um, and lift up everybody in prayer. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and, and pray with one mind and one accord that the Holy Spirit will lead us to understanding and what the Scripture is saying today and what He has in store for you. Amen. Let us have a hearts prep. Let us have our eyes open and focused on Jesus and our ears ready to hear the Word. Amen. And I pray for those that don't know and in their first ears to hear in the gospel i just want to thank you jesus that you're able to hear because jesus even says in the word blessed those that have you know those who have ears let him hear amen those who have ears let them hear the word let them hear the gospel you know it's freely you've been given to us freely we give we want to give to you also freely given it's been the debt has been paid for your sins jesus paid it with the blood of, of his you know three, two three nails one cross equals forgiveness and I just want to uplift everybody in prayer. Well, Father God, to come before you right now as we get into this moment, Lord, to, to take it seriously in your word. Let nothing distract us of getting our Holy Spirit, of your Holy Spirit today. Let us not, nothing come in between into hearing your word, God. Let us be serious and, and take it seriously as you, we took it very seriously as you died on the cross for us, God. Let us truly, truly let nothing come in between. We cast out the, the spirit of distractedness, God. We just cast those things out uh, and, and we push our, our own needs to the side just to hear what you have to say, Lord. Let us, let us be useful vessels for you, God. Let us not 
harden our hearts nor our ears. Don't let it, let not our ears grow dull like wax, Father God. Let us be able to hear what you have to say. Let us take it very wholeheartedly, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, um, Father God. I just give it all to you, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So the, the topic is um, what I really want to preach and let you know is, and it's very, very, very crazy how the how the word of god shows us i mean we can read the gospels like it's nothing amen we can read it people read it i see many people say they read it like it's a novel but to me it ain't a novel it's a love letter amen it's a 66 book love letter that is for all of us to open it up to read what god has to say amen and what and what who jesus really is <clears throat> And one of the things I really want to put on point is, and it's the topic is, the rich young man. You can write that down if you got pen and paper. I just want to encourage you. It's better to take notes because you're able to record what you've got out of it. And you're able to share that with someone else that's in need. I mean, that's what that's the beauty, beautifulness about the gospel of Jesus is to share them. The love of his mercy, his grace, and, and what he did on the cross, you know, and what, what he had to do on earth to show us the true love and the exampleship. Amen. And so in the book of Matthew 19, chapter of uh, verses 16 through 30, and this is about a rich young man. This is an, an intro is about the, uh, they call it young ruler. He was basically the word ruler means prince. He was a prince. He was a, come from a very wealthy family. He was very royal, you could possibly tell. And he was a man, a young man, possibly in his 20s. Very wealthy, very rich. He did a lot of good in his life, supposedly. He thought to himself that, you know, just because I have wealth, I have richness, I'm equal to be with God. But here's a different catch that you're about to catch a good glimpse on what Jesus in response gives him back to him. You see, this talks about a man, this young man who's just curious to get a response from Jesus. Amen. But we're going to get deeper in the word of the Lord and we're going to break bread together. Amen. Just tune in your ears to what the Lord has to say to this in this very verses. And amen. In the math, in the book of Matthew chapter 19, you can go ahead and write that down. That's the context where we're going to be learning out of. Amen. Tonight's message. The rich young man is the topic and the context is Matthew 19. Chapter uh, verses 16 through 30. <clears throat> and bear with me with my throat. It's kind of dry a little bit. That's why I got a little bit of water. Uh, thank you, Jesus. And so introduction is about a young man who was a prince in the time of Jesus where he, he met him on the road that was leading to Jerusalem. See, this is the moment where Jesus was about to go to Jerusalem. Amen. This was a man who was young. He, he lived outside of Jerusalem and he was running towards Jesus to get just to get a response. He asked him one thing that he did lack. And here we're going to catch what Jesus gives him in return of a response to let him know what is that main thing that he lacked. Amen. And so that's the intro. Now let's get down to the point one. Okay. But before we get and give you all these three points, I just want to read the word of the Lord with you together as one mind and one accord. You got your Bibles out. I encourage you to pull it out because that's what we're about. We're a Bible 
attacking church, not the building, but as people. We are a church for the Lord. Amen. We are a gathering of the saints. And the, and, and the building of a ho- of a church, it, it's just a definition of a hospital. It's for those that are broken, able to come in and receive the word of God, to be to to see what the Lord has for you. Amen. And and sometimes. You know, people call people want to call it religiousliness, and but it's not. I look at it as a relationship with Jesus. Jesus, a relationship with Jesus and religion is two far different things. You know, religion says do, but Jesus says done. Amen. Let us not be so quick and hasteful to twist the word of the Lord. Let us not do that in any way. You know, God don't want us to twist His word. The Bible says speaks and very clearly when I when you may see a bunch of rules and commandments, but I see a love letter that says to simply follow him and believe in Jesus and to put your whole faith and trust in him. That's the main message. It's in see in Corinthians, the Bible also says in Corinthians chapter in the in the in the first Corinthians it talks about the message of the cross, like I said in the last sermon, it says the message of the cross is 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 perishing. It's foolishness to those who are perishing, but it is. But those who are being saved is a gift of God. Amen. It's a message to us that are being saved. It is. A, it's a message of hope. It's a message of salvation. But those that are perishing, they consider it to be foolish, and those who consider the gospel not benefit for their lives, that they can easily get saved by Jesus. But what I'm trying to say is that message is about. Hope and faith. It's basically based on your faith or where you're turning it to. And that should be Jesus, not the world. So, back to what I'm saying is, um, let's get back to the point. Point one, um, I'll give that to you in a minute. <clears throat> Bear with me, okay? I'm just uh, uh, trying to get focused here. So, in chapter 19, verses of... 16 to 30 and the word of the Lord reads like this now behold one came and said to him good teacher What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? See he asked him this question and he wanted to get a response from Jesus And this is the mystery that I will give it to you in a minute. Let's go ahead and read more So he said to him this is Jesus speaking in response back to the young ruler and this is what Jesus says why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. You see, Jesus gave him that six commandments response back because he knew the rich man, young, really would say, would follow in line and say, yeah, you know, I kept all of those. But I don't think I lack anything, Jesus, but what do I lack? See, he was curious. That's point one. He was curious about what good thing he must do. What was that thing that he lacked, that, that good thing he needs to do to, to enter God's kingdom? And see, and this is where Jesus, before that part, Jesus gives him this commandments response. Six commandments. And this is what the word of God reads. Continue on. And he goes, and he said to him, which ones? Like, which ones? He was curious. Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Let's keep that word love in it. Love. Keep that in your heart. Write that in the tablet of your heart. Love. Love in the way that Jesus shows. See, Jesus used that word in that, interp- in that, in that moment 
because it's all based on love, man. We need if we really truly love Jesus, man, we leave everything to follow him. Amen. So let's go ahead in verse 20. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? See, he was curious. He goes, Jesus, I don't think I lacked anything. But what do I lack? See, he, 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 the rich man thought he, because he was perfect on his ways, he had richness, he had great wealth, he come from a very royal family, possibly, he come, he sits at the highest places with the people, thinking just because I got money, I could buy anything. You see, this rich man, just because he has wealthy money, thinks he can buy anything in his possessions, he can possess. Thinking, what I'm trying to say is, let me recorrect myself. This man thought he had all the money that anything could buy with. But one of the things this man cannot buy with, and I will share that in a moment. Let's get back to the word. Amen. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, As surely I say to you that it is hard, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. You see, when the, when the disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished. Saying, who then can be saved? But when, G when, when Jesus looked at them and said to them, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Surely I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. You see, in point one, he was curious about what good thing he must do. You see, in A, the young rich man was expecting to get a good job, well done kind of reaction from Jesus. Thinking to himself because he thought he had done all that he thought he did was good and thought he had good favor from God. So you see, he thought to himself to ask the question, and he thought he could, that Jesus would give him a response like, well done, you know, you're perfect in all your ways. But Jesus doesn't even give him any of that. Jesus hits him with the, with the reaction response. If you want to be perfect, give up everything you got. If you want to be made perfect, you want to strive to be perfect, give all that you got and give it up. Give up your wealth, give up all your houses, you can name it. Give up your cars, etc. But what is the reaction of that response for the rich man? It states that he was sorrowful because he knew he had a lot of things that money can buy. But one thing that money could not buy is heaven. You cannot bribe Jesus into getting into heaven. 
You cannot name a price to Jesus. Name your price, Jesus, and I'll pull out my checkbook and all my bank accounts, and I want to get into your glory kingdom. Name your price. Instead of Jesus giving him a price type of amount, he says, go and sell what you got. Then you'll have treasure in heaven. And you'll enter my gates. That is the only way is through Jesus. Sell all that you got and give it up and follow what Jesus has for you. Follow him. The Bible says. Peter even says so. We left all. See, Peter and, and his brothers and all those. They See, Peter was a fisherman. And his brother was also. You see, these two individuals, they lived very well. They were... They were fishers of men. They were fishers of the sea. There were men that fished for food. We now became fishers of men to fish for men to 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 lead them to Jesus. They found a greater treasure by finding lost souls to be led into the promised land. But before that, what and what I'm trying to say is, they were fishers of men to the lost and found people. They were reaching out to the lost souls to lead them to Jesus. Leading them to the cross and saying, there's that one that loves you and he wants to save your life. And his name is Jesus. And he paid the price. You see, the rich man can, you see, those that are in in great wealth and power, it is harder for them to ever to be considered to go to heaven and enter God's glory because the possessions that they possess the things that they got is harder for them to enter into the gates. It's harder for them because their hearts are so hardened with greed because of the stuff that they got, the materialism, the things that money can buy. Isn't that what's crazy? Isn't that what the devil does to so many people? Gives them a contract, hides the price tag, knowing that it's the penalty of death, of sin, and that you go to hell. And you pay the price because you decide to choose wealth and materialism. You choose to put those before God and you don't focus on what's up above and you only focus on what's down here on earth. You can imagine what this man was thinking to himself. He couldn't give up anything, it says. He couldn't give up any of it to the people. He couldn't give it to the poor. It states that he possessed it all for himself because he worked hard for it. Because it, it he deserves it and it's rightfully his. You see, heaven is rightfully ours. The Lord prepares us a place where nor rust, nor thieves can break in, nor moth can take. Basically, it states it's a place for us to rejoice in our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Rich Man, the rich man could never see that. He could never get a glimpse of God's glory like that because of the possessions in his heart that he possesses, the things that he loves to have, the things that he's gained in this world, and eventually loses his own soul for it. Are you with me, church? Are you with me? Are you sleeping? This is a wake-up call. You see, in B... See, the Jewish people thought to themselves, this is a, this is a, a research I did, that, and I found this truth. See, the, Jesus, the Jewish people thought to themselves, just because they, they were rich, 
and they can pay anything that money can buy knowing that you got everything you could ever think of. But knowing in the end you were heading the wrong direction. You're heading, they're heading the wrong direction. For those that possess some great wealth, you're heading down the wrong road. A, man, a poor man is more richer than a rich man himself. Because a rich man may have everything, but eventually misses a piece in his life, and that's Jesus. A poor man is content to consider that, man, I'm, I don't have to be rich to have nice cars and a nice house. I am rich because I got my family and kids and I'm leading to Jesus. I'm being the head of the household and I'm leading my family to God. You see, church, we can't be sleeping. We got to wake up. The time is short. And every day is a time and now for salvation. If you're not right with God, I consider that you should get right with God while you still can. Look what's everything is happening around us. It's an altar call. It's the biggest altar call in American history. A biggest altar call that God is calling out to you right now. Don't harden your hearts because the possessions you possess. It's an altar call that God is calling you. If you put your, your faith in these possessions and this wealth and the greediness that you show. It's a father that loves you no matter what. Even if you don't consider to come to him. <clears throat> you see what I'm trying to say, church. It, it's very clear. For those that put things first before God may not ever enter eternal life. You can imagine if there was proof of evidence that this man ever repented to Jesus and gave up everything he had just to follow him. But we don't see that here. We're not seeing it what the scripture says. It just shows that this man went away sorrowful. He couldn't give it up. He couldn't consider that the kingdom of heaven was more, far more grateful for him to accept than for than the possessions that he has right now. He couldn't consider to have that over his possessions. So does it really show that he did he really truly love Jesus and wanted to follow him? Did it really show that he really obeyed the commandments of the Lord? Indeed not. He was a sinner just like the rest of us. And it shows he wasn't perfect. For those that I call and say this in the name of Jesus with love, for those that possess great wealth, I'm reaching out to you right now. And I pray that you take full consideration what the Lord has in store for you. He's got far more greater treasure, a far more greater treasure than what you got right now. God has a bigger, better plan for you than what you think you have for yourself. <clears throat> I used to think to myself that I rather I rather be rich that way I don't have to I don't have to be poor and miserable. But the Lord did not create me to be that way. You see, with me, I don't care about money. I can preach the gospel freely as it's been given to me, and I expect no donations. I expect no money from anybody to support this ministry. Jesus is with me, and that's all I ever need. He provides for me. 
and he always makes a way when there seems to not be a way. He opens doors when men wants to shut doors. When Jesus wants to give me blessings, the enemy will try to come and creep in to try to destroy the blessings. But my faith will always remain in Jesus, no matter what. I don't look to other people, what they think about me, what they have to say. If I really truly am a servant of the Lord, I, it shouldn't matter what they have to say, whether if it's negative remarks. And I'll give up everything just to follow my Lord and Savior. People may look at you crazy and say, man, like you giving all that up just to follow a man you can't see. Man, that man came down from, from heaven and died on the cross and resurrected. That's why I put my hope and faith in him. Because he promises me he'll be with me. And that I never have to worry or be afraid of anything. He's with me when I stand firm in my troubles. <clears throat> and point two, he lacked, he, he, he lacked one thing, like I said. And we did cover it, but I just want to read it to you, the points of it, what I, was, what I wrote down that the Lord was telling me as I was listening. The rich young was surprised, stunned by the response Jesus gave to him. The rich young man, in the end, could not leave everything behind, nor could he give it all away, like I said. Due to the heart condition Jesus saw in him is the reason Jesus continued to show his love on him. The greed in the man's heart is what shows he was a sinner like the rest, knowing deeply we all need our Savior, Jesus Christ. So it don't matter if you're rich or not. Because in the end, you both need Jesus. Whether rich or poor, we need Jesus. You could be greater, greatest wealthy individual on earth, but you still need Jesus. You still need him. The real test is this. If you really, truly love Jesus, would you give up everything just to follow him? You may say it right now, but when the moment comes where it's tested to show if you're really true what you say, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks differently. You got to be sure in the right choices and decisions. Do you want to please God? Do you want to follow him? Do you want to truly see what the Lord has in store for you? What future and destiny and purpose he has for you? I never called to be a pastor. But I trusted Jesus to see that he'll always be with me and always prep a, a word in my heart to give to people. You're talking about a man that hated Jesus. I hated God completely. But I made a choice to trust him, to love, to see the love he has for me. It's a love that I never felt on, on earth, but it's an unconditional love. You see, we all need him. We all need Jesus. You need him. I need him every day. We can't come like, okay, Jesus, uh, we can't be a part-time believer. We got to be a full-time believer. You can't be those kind of people that play the hokey pokey. Want to serve Jesus one day, serve Jesus not another day. 
You see, people abuse God's grace. The Bible says don't let the grace of God go in vain in your life. What I'm truly trying to say, brothers and sisters, man, you don't know what you have in store for you. Only if you knew and considered what the Lord really truly has for you. He's got a perfect plan for you. You may think that you, what you're living the way you are right now because you got all what you got, the lavish life. But man, that will all pass away. Psalm says, those who trust in their great wealth of richness and, and, and what it's saying also, when they leave it all to their grandchildren, their children's children and inheritance, they believe in their inner thought that it will last forever. That will not last forever. Don't leave a legacy of yourself leave a legacy of Jesus in your life to the people when you die all they should be seen is if you live for Jesus they should be seeing Jesus in your life that's why with me I don't care about money I don't care about richness I am more rich just by having the Lord Jesus Christ in my life I'm more rich. My greatest treasure is Jesus. Because I can have him all days of my life. And he's with me. Man, that is far more greater than, than money cannot pay the price for our sins. He paid the price. His blood counts only. You can name all your prices you want. Out of your checkbook, out of your account. But it can never buy Heaven. You cannot buy heaven. You cannot buy your way into heaven. <clears throat> you cannot take the spot that Jesus took for you. And what I'm trying to truly say, brothers and sisters, is, is have faith. Don't don't lose your faith. I know times are tough. I know things are tough these days right now due to this COVID. But don't lose your faith. <clears throat> the first and the last is point three. In the last comes was in in the last comes very clear to us of what Jesus says. Is whether we have much or little, the main thing is Jesus in our lives. That's what matters, like I said. And B. Do you truly follow him? Would you give up everything to follow Jesus, like I said? <clears throat> and see, what are you putting first in your life? Is it material, luxury, lavishly lifestyle, or is it God? You got to ask yourself these questions because, like, I would encourage you to read this scripture. You see, we are saved by what? Through our faith in Jesus, we are saved. We are saved by His grace and mercy that He has for us and His unconditional love. And it is through Jesus and Jesus alone that we have fully accepted Him in, into our lives. Because when you die, that's what's going to matter. Did you live for Jesus or you did not? See, Jesus, with the greatest story about in this message is in Mark 10. It shows that Jesus loved on him. Jesus loved on the young ruler. He loved on him. He loved him. And he still loves him. 
whether you walk away sorrowful knowing that the truth hits you really hard. But I pray for those that who can't give up anything in their life because they're afraid and they worry because they worked hard for it and they take pride in it. I pray and I tell you this, that pride does not come anything good but strife. What I'm trying to say also, I pray that you repent. If you have not put Jesus first, I pray that you repent. I pray that you turn to Jesus while you still can. I pray in the name of Jesus that you're listening to this message right now. That you don't trust in your own wealth. That you don't put things before God. That, that you don't put these things first. That you, you are able to put God first. And you can truly see the land of the living of his goodness. And I pray that you see that right now. This is not a, I'm not playing any games or nothing. I'm trying to reach out to be one person. I am not, I'm not, I am not worried about numbers of people in the church. All I pray and ask is to God always, if it be one person that I can lead to repentance. Because in the Bible says, for those that will either be one person, one sinner that repents, you know, in heaven, the angels rejoice. You see, God is good always, and He's good and faithful to forgive you of your sins. He's faithful and just, as the first John says. But let us not be, um, what I'm trying to say is, I want to share this to you. I hear a lot of people talk about stuff they got, and they were blessed with it. Sometimes God gives you those because He wants to see your reaction. Are you going to please, are you going to show uh, um, praise to God and worship? The things he gives you, the things he blesses you with. Or are you just going to be that type? Thank you for the blessing. You know, I'll talk to you another day. Bye-bye. You see, it shouldn't be like that. Don't have greed in your heart. Man, you may get offended and say, man, who's this guy that's trying to talk like this about my life? Who does this guy think he is? Man, if I'm speaking to you, if you be offended... I thank you in the name of Jesus that I'm reaching to someone. Because the Bible does show us that people will get offended at the reaction of the gospel. People will get a reaction of a bad reaction because the word of the Lord just strikes the marrow bones and the spirit of a soul of individual. The Bible says very clear. Don't trust in your riches. It'll be hard for you to get into heaven if you do so. And I'm calling out in the name of Jesus. I'm, what I'm trying to say right now is repent. Repent for the kingdom of his, is at hand. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing right now. But I pray that you're able to listen and take full consideration. What you hear in the scenarios that happened in the Bible that took place. Jesus loves you and he cares about you. He cares for you. You can imagine Jesus' heart hurting when he saw the man's heart. The way the man held on to his possessions. Held on to those things. Didn't want to give it up to know the fact that he just passed heaven up for his own possessions. My heart grieves and it hurts because I see people do that every day. 
They try to act like, like they don't show it, but they do. For those that are God's elect people to watch over you, to teach you, to show you the gospel, and to show you God's mercy and grace and the exampleship of his love. For those that do so and preach the truth as much as they can, I pray that you take full consideration. Don't be like this man. I encourage you to don't put your whole faith and trust into your own works, into your own things. It could be deceiving. It could be leading your own self astray from God. God doesn't turn his back on us. We turn our backs on him. And all Jesus wants to do is, is just show you the goodness of his kingdom and how much it's beautiful, how much you could rejoice, how much you could be in his presence. If you just consider to leave everything behind what you got and put him first. You will have treasure in heaven, Jesus says. My greatest treasure is him. My greatest treasure is Jesus. Because I love him. I love him because he first loved me. And he gave himself up for me and he loves me. I'm trying not to cry, brothers and sisters, but it hurts a lot. And I cry in tears day and night because the fact is, there's so many people out there that are hardened in their hearts. But I pray that I'm, reaching, I'm trying to reach out to you, brothers and sisters. Don't harden your hearts. Don't be hard hearted. The conclusion is this. Those who put things first in their lives instead of God, you cannot imagine due to the hardness of your hearts how hard it can be to enter God's glory kingdom. Ask yourself one question. Have I been putting myself first in everything of God? Or, or, or have I been putting myself, myself first in everything or God? Be sure if you're Picking up your cross and following him. The greatest treasure that could ever be is Jesus, who sits on the throne to be in the presence of his goodness. And I leave you with that question. Ask yourself, lately, have you been putting Jesus first or have you been putting half of it or not even at all? Ask yourself, go to your upper room and pray to God and ask. And if you are not living for Jesus, I pray that you repent. I pray that you repent in the name while you still have a chance. I pray that this message of repentance does not go in vain. But that this message of repentance, if it be one person to, to, to turn away from their sins, to consider what Jesus can do for your, your life. It's not about what you can receive back, but it's about what lies in Jesus. And it's full of salvation and mercy, grace, forgiveness. And it's into an eternal kingdom where there's no pain and suffering anymore. Any longer, no death. Every tear will be, every tear will be wiped away. Now that's a beautiful kingdom. I consider it far more greater than anything I could ever possess in my possession. Money cannot buy heaven. I am not sorry for telling you, any of you that. 
who try to act like they want to name a price to Jesus. You cannot pay that price. He paid the price for your debts, all of our debts, including mine. That's why I follow him, because I owe my life to him. And I will follow him all the days of my life. I encourage you to do so. What I see is a love letter, but what you may see is a religiously full of rules and commandments. But it's a love letter, brothers and sisters. I'll leave you with the question, have you been putting things first or Jesus? I'll leave you with that question. Ask yourself that. If you're not sure, ask the Lord. Let's go ahead and bow our heads. And let's call it a night. I love you in the name of Jesus. To Ireland, I show I share the love of Jesus to you. I let you know and let you know this. Stay tuned into more of what the Lord will have for you. I promise you there's hope in Jesus always. Shout out to the Philippines. May God's shalom peace be with you always. To Ireland, to Philippines, to also Sri Lanka, Asia, and Kenya. If you're hearing this message tonight, I reach out to you, brothers and sisters. In the name of Jesus, I hope one day I can encounter these countries to visit and to minister to you people. Able to fellowship and gatherers of God's saints and to fellowship together as a church. I pray that you stay tuned in. I expect no donations, etc. I expect nothing to be donated to this ministry. All I expect and ever want is to raise disciples and to teach people the word of the Lord and to let you know how much Jesus loves you and how much he cares for you, <laughs> how much he loves you truly and dearly. It need to be one person that leads to repentance and heaven rejoices over that one sinner. I give you a farewell of good night. I love you all in the name of Jesus. And never lose hope, never lose faith in Jesus. Amen. Continue to fight the good fight with faith in Jesus. Continue to run that race with endurance like Hebrews says. Never give up. Never throw in the towel. And never give in nor consent into the devil's schemes. The devil's a liar and he's a punk. And we call him out as much opportunity as we can. We call him out on his lies. It's James 4, 7. Submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee. So let's go ahead and bow our heads and give reverence to God and, and give us a farewell good night. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, Lord, and just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, for harvest. I thank you for this opportunity I'm able to minister if you be one person listening. Father God, I thank you for your word and what you have in store for this night. I pray that they take full consideration of repentance, to truly repent, Lord, and to change their mind and their actions. Father God, I pray right now that you watch over them in the Ireland, the Philippines, Kenya, Sri Lanka, Asia, and the United States. I pray, Father, that you watch over them in the name of Jesus. Watch over them during this COVID-19. I pray that your Holy Spirit in those houses, Lord, be touched by your Holy Spirit, Lord. I pray that they be touched by you. And the atmosphere starts to change. Hearts start to get changed in their minds right with you, Lord. That they turn to you for repentance of change and a mind and an action. I pray, Father God, that their sins 
are washed away completely, Lord, that they put their whole faith in you. I pray for salvation for those who are lost in drugs, alcohol, etc. Those who are in prostitution. I pray Jesus still loves you no matter what. I pray also, Father God, for the homeless that are affected by this COVID. I pray for them, Lord, that you watch over them. That you keep them safe and shelter them and give them plenty full of food to eat, Lord. I pray for your brothers, the brothers and sisters in Christ that go out and preach the gospel in your name, Jesus. That are shown representing your name on the right way and are presenting the right gospel that you have taught us. I pray, Father, here in the U.S., I pray, Father God, for every person that is listening tonight and right now, Father, I pray that their hearts get right with you, that they don't lose faith nor, nor hope. I pray for other ministries that are that are just stopped doing church, but I pray that they get into being a living vessel church for you, not a building just because it's closed, but to be a living vessel for you, Lord, and to be able to be used by your Holy Spirit and that they're able to lead people to you, Jesus. I pray for them. And we thank you for this night, Lord. Give us rest. Be our rest, Lord. In you we take rest always. You are our rest. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, that's it for tonight, brothers and sisters. I'm going to get some shot eye. I'm a little tired a little bit. But thank you, Jesus, that he pulled me through this. I pray right now that um, that you also... Get in your word. I encourage you to read the four gospels if you're brand new. Read the four gospels three times. And just to get to know about Jesus. Get to know who he really is. Amen. I pray that you read it for yourself. Don't let any man deceive you if he's not opening his Bible to teach you and show you. I pray and I and on those that are wanting to grow, I pray that you consider to continuously grow and get connected to a church that is led by the Holy Spirit. Have a farewell. Good night. Good night, Ireland. Good night, Philippines. Good night, Sri Lanka, Asia, and Kenya. Farewell, my brothers and sisters. Shalom. The Lord's peace be with you all always.